Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Hello and welcome to the Blessed Journey for another week. As I was kind of contemplating what I wanted to dive into this week, I was thinking, we talk a lot about crystals, we talk a lot about essential oils, but my other love is of course animals and animal wisdom and fun fact although the first book that i actually released was crystal connections all about crystals and did have a little bit of oil magic in there and a little bit of animal wisdom when i first decided i wanted to be an author it was actually i had been living in toronto for a year and then me and my partner had to move to new york We got moved back there for work, but I wasn't able to work in New York. So this was a real blessing for six months in New York where I, for the first time in my life, stepped out of the rat race and I could do whatever I wanted to do with my time and I didn't have to work. So I started to think and dream about what I wanted to do with my life. I started to write blogs about nature and conservation and different things like that. And then I started to... Um, work on a book. Now, when I was in Toronto, I actually worked at the Toronto Zoo as a volunteer educator. And I've always had a love for animals ever since I was young. Um, And this really kind of reminded me on a weekly basis about conservation and the value of animals and how amazing they are and how much magic they bring into our lives and so on. So my first book that I actually started to work on was about animals. And then I would actually pair the animals with a crystal and an essential oil. So I've always been kind of making these triplets up. Now, it just so happened that when I came back to Perth, I met someone who asked me to write a crystal book, and that's where the crystal book came out. And so the animal book has never actually been finished. But I was perusing through it um, the other day, just looking for some other content for something else, and I found my bird chapter. So when we look at working with animals, it's different to crystals and essential oils. It's not where you have to necessarily have the item. So if I'm telling you to work with orangutan, you don't need to go get yourself an orangutan. What we're looking at is we're looking at the archetypal energy or the archetypal teaching. What do I mean by that? Well, if I told you to go out today and be like a lion, you know exactly what I'd want you to be or if I told you that today I just laid around and was very sloth like you get that so each of the animals has an energy or an archetype now we're not talking about a particular animal like that one that you saw at that zoo or that one that you saw in your backyard or that crossed the road in front of you as you're driving along we're talking about the general energy of that animal so what do humans have to learn from animals well we see ourselves as a superior species we've built buildings and electricity and the internet and all these amazing things but it isn't amazing when we get out in nature and there's some real interesting reality tv shows where this happens if i left you out in the desert or in the forest or somewhere like that without all your mod cons how would you survive 
we are the only species that has to shelter away from the weather and that doesn't enjoy you know i look at when it pours with rain and i think about all the other animals that are out there enduring that and what would happen if we put a bunch of humans out in that rain and didn't let them come inside so each animal on this planet has a way of surviving and even thriving in this world and just like we can look towards people that we respect someone who's maybe been financially successful how did you make your money someone who's become famous how did you get to this point of success we can look at animals as guidance as well so how do we know which animal to look to for guidance well sometimes we have oracle decks and that may be a really simple obvious way but the animal may appear to us now sometimes the animal may appear in our lives in real life now I grew up in the hills of Western Australia and it wasn't unusual for me to see kangaroos on a daily basis. Does that mean that kangaroo had a message for me? Mm, maybe not. It just happened to be a local animal. But if at significant points it catches my attention or for you, you see one out of the blue, then that could be a message for you. But it doesn't necessarily have to be an animal in its live form. What I mean by that is I, living in Australia, were quite likely to see a kangaroo or a kookaburra, but I wasn't very likely to see a giraffe or a polar bear. So how else can animals reach out? Well, they may catch our attention on television. We may be driving and the truck in front of us is an ice truck with a penguin on it. It may be, you know, just... A mentioning of it or thinking you hear it it just comes up just like the angels catch your attention with different symbols the animals can sometimes appear as well so today what I wanted to do is I thought we'd talk about the birds now overall there are around or oh, 10,000 living species of birds on this planet and each one of them has a different lesson for us but it would take a rather long podcast and I'm sure you do have other things to do today apart from just listen to this to go through absolutely all of them overall they represent freedom expression taking flight being who we truly are and whenever birds are around or, or you know give us a sign if we even if we don't know what the bird is it often is about being free to be you and remember being winged they are of the air realm so it's about the mind and when we free our mind and when we're more positive and open, often we feel trapped or constrained because of our own thoughts and our own perceptions rather than our reality. And birds teach us about our freedom. Today what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the list in this original manuscript and the birds that I had started to write a little bit about and to share a little bit with you. One of these birds may have appeared for you recently and so there'll be some teachings there. Other on the other hand, you, one of these birds I talk about may really resonate with you. And so you may go, oh, I need to tune in to that animal's teachings. Now, when tuning into an animal's teaching, how do we do that? Well, we surround ourselves with that image. If we've got it nearby or at a zoo, we, we learn about it in that way. But we can also go into meditation where we simply just close our eyes, imagine us in a habitat where that bird is likely to appear, and that bird flies in there. Or maybe walks in there if it's a flightless bird. And using your own 
guidance and unconscious mind allow that bird to speak to you now i remember being taught this many many years ago and i've always had a rather creative imagination and i asked i kind of challenged my teacher at the time well how do i know that i'm not just making this up is this really spiritual guidance and what she said back to me was there are millions of different things that that animal could have said to you but that's what came through now whether it is the animal or your guides or your subconscious mind or your creativity making it up there's a reason that you heard that today and as long as you took a few moments at the start of the meditation to clear your mind to be an open vessel for messages to come through who cares what that come, where that comes from? Just take that lesson. So let's dive into some of the birds. We're going to go in a bit of an A to Z kind of format because that's how it's laid out in this manuscript that's in front of me. And I'm going to just talk a little bit about different animals. Now, we start with A and the albatross. Now, an albatross is an animal we or a bird we don't hear too much about. But basically, at what albatross represents is patience over long periods of time. So, you know, when it comes to their breeding and their chick rearing process, it takes up to a year for some of the albatross species, and the young can't fly for up to 10 months of age. So there's that real patience. These birds are renowned for their ability also to soar for long periods of time. They take advantage of air currents and expend very little energy because they don't have to flap their wings. So people who have been drawn to the albatross are often seen as dreamers or unfocused, drifting from one focus to another without strong commitment. However, as albatross patiently waits for the right opportunity, they teach us to do the same. So when you're called or to work with albatross, be open and aware of the signs and when they come you must act. But don't rush it. Just cruise and take what you need to do. This is very much, a, you know, the answer is not right now, but wait and see. And once you've found what you need, it can sustain you for a long time and even for the rest of your life. So then we have blackbirds. Now blackbirds show how to move with determination, focus and tenacity, and how to use your power to its fullest potential. When, uh, at, at, when blackbird appears, there's kind of magic of the unseen worlds, any of the animals that are kind of black, you know, when we get to crows and ravens, we'll see similar things coming up there as well. Um, seen coming forth, you know, so kind of blackbirds represent the magic of the, of the other worlds, also paired with grounded balance as well. Blackbirds are kind of like ground yourself and allow yourself to see the magic and see the unknown in the known. Look for new awakenings. Blackbird teaches us to listen to our intuition, to slow it down, and to feel a bit of connection with Mother Nature and all other things as well. So if Blackbird basically comes up, there may be messages trying to come through to you. Your guides and whoever may be trying to communicate with you. But for some reason, you're probably too scattered or too busy and not grounded enough. So there's a need to settle down and then the wisdom will come. Now from a blackbird to a bluebird. Now bluebirds, and remember as well, you can actually work really beautifully with the, um, the colored birds with the chakras as well. Because again, we want to open the chakras. We want that freedom in that energy. And of course, birds represent that. And bluebird is a beautiful one for the throat chakra. So bluebird is often a reminder that life is meant to be blissful and that sometimes we can get so wrapped up in everyday things that we just don't have happiness anymore. 
So when Bluebird appears, or when we're working with Bluebird, it um, he reminds us to take time to enjoy ourselves, and he appears when he appears. Sorry, it's often a sign that better things are just around the corner. So it's a really good omen to have Bluebird appear to you. Of course, Bluebird is really beautiful with that throat chakra and encourages us to creatively express ourselves and to speak our desires out into the world. Because when we give our thoughts the power of our words and and project them out to the world, we then create that vibration which enables us to then draw that vibration back to us. Another bluebird, the blue jay, which I really, really, these animals are fascinating. These are really highly adaptable and um, teach knowledge of survival in this world and with others as well and how to kind of guide your way through different things. Basically, when working with blue jay, he'll help you um, with the proper use of power and to utilize your abilities to the fullest potential. But blue jay will also aid you in the discovery and developing your personal power, awareness and higher knowledge. Blue Jay helps you balance the earthly realm with the spiritual realm. Because if you think about the Blue Jay, obviously they do land, they put their feet on the ground, but then they have that point on the top of their head that's kind of reaching out to spirits. It's very much about merging your spirituality in the earthly realm and merging your spirituality into your everyday life. Blue uh, Jays also teach us courage and tenacity, along with ingenuity and resourcefulness. So how to be a little bit more tactful. So they're a very wise bird. Um questions to ask yourself when working with blue jay are you listening to your intuition and instincts are you balancing your gifts um, and also are you able to master the abilities uh, or are you looking at the lessons that are being taught i should say and are you actually using them are you using them to your advantage now blue jay works really well with the third eye chakra because it's a bit of a darker blue color now, beautiful, another, we're sticking with the blues for a while. Another beautiful blue bird is the blue wren. I love these. They almost seem to kind of glow. Um, common Australian, well, not common Australian bird, but you do see them in Australia. It's a bit of a treat when I see them um, when I'm in Australia. Absolutely love them. Um, they're very much, they're kind of quick. They're very finch-like, the wrens. Um, so they flip from bit to bit, and they're an advocate of moving around and exploration. So sometimes we get stuck in situations and when Blue Wren appears, it suggests that we need to get out and talk to other people. And when you get into conversation, that will allow um, you know, discoveries, ideas, opportunities to um, come up. Um, and also it will give you fresh eyes in how to, if you're feeling stuck, fresh eyes on how to you know, tackle or look or approach a different situation as well. Blue Wren is another one that works really well with the throat chakra. Um, and it said that if you find one of his feathers on the ground, carry it for safety when near water or traveling over water. Hmm. Now the blue heron um, is very much about giving yourself freedom and time to listen to your intuition. If you're seeking answers, do not look around you, but be still and look within. Blue heron will guide you into the depths of the true self innate wisdom. Now if you think about herons being a water bird, what do they do? They sit there and they look down into the water, into the emotional realm. And so Blue Heron is very much like, stop, look within, listen to your emotions. You know, as we approach the full moon, Blue Heron could be a really great one if you're kind of feeling unsettled or something's not quite right. What is that? Blue Heron could possibly help you with that. Now the Bowerbird. Now he has the most intriguing behaviour of all. We've been talking a lot about Blue with all our Blue Birds, but Bowerbird... 
Well, he collects anything that's blue to decorate his nest to attract a mate. The only specification on these items is they can be whatever they are, but they must be blue. Now, this is really unusual because there isn't a lot of blue, true blue in nature. So obviously sometimes they will collect blue flowers if they're around, but it could be pen lids, bottle tops, clothing pegs, straws, etc. Now, if you are working on a project and you need to attract something into your life, Bowerbird can guide you on the appropriate things to acquire for success. Hmm. Meditating with Bowerbird may review... Um, um, may reveal to you um, that you need maybe new clothes or that you need to do a course or a change in attitude or maybe you need to alter your nest, your home. Maybe, you know, our home does have an energy about it. Um, perhaps you need to explore feng shui in kind of sorting out your environment. Now, once you have things right in your life, Bowerbird will guide you what you need to do um, to have things be delivered to your front doorstep. Now, one animal that I'm very, very passionate about, have a deep love for, it's the budgerigar, also known as the parakeet. I think it could possibly be the most commonly, um, the most common pet, bird pet in the world. Um, bit of a confession, I was a bit of a dork when I was in a teenager and I used to breed budgies. I was fascinated because in nature, they're all the yellow-faced green budgerigars, but occasional... Um, Mutations have led to all the different colors of budgies that are available. Now, I was fascinated with, you put this color and this color together and you get this. You put this color together and this color and you get this. And it was so much fun. And so, you know, I still, sometimes it's been a while now actually, I just realized that I haven't dreamt about budgies for a while, but I used to dream a lot about them in the past. Now, although they are this beautiful um you know green flocks in australia and i'm one day i will go and see that it's on my bucket list um you know you can get this whole rainbow of colors and they have offered so much companionship to so many people around the world so what when budgie appears to you it's very much about you need to get into socialization because budgies are so highly adept at that budgies do not discriminate and will mix with everyone within a cage or an aviary uh, you can let budgie help you to feel free to get out more, to meet, to mix, to mingle with a flock load of people. I said flock. And, you know, if you're feeling a bit of social anxiety, then you might want to work with budgerigar to help you in that way. Budgerigar is also really um, helpful to support you to flirt and find a new lover. They're so, it's, if you've never seen one budgie trying to seduce another budgie, it's really quite cute. And it's almost hypnotic. Now, since budgies can also be found, their feathers can be yellow, green, blue, cobalt, violet. They're really great to actually do a chakra meditation with those higher five chakras as well, just before a social um, occasion. So allow budgies' social and chatty energy to fill your aura and you'll be the life of the party. Now, probably another, uh, uh, maybe the second most popular pet bird would be the canary. Um, and canaries are definitely a contender for being the most beautiful songbird. So canaries joyfully um, wish for you to join her in song and speak of all the beautiful things that fill your heart. So when you hear or canary presents herself to you, check in on how you're speaking to others as well as yourself and make sure that you're sharing words of optimism and positivity rather than being really negative and hopeless and defeated all the time. Canaries are renowned for freeing you from the bonds of what caused you to bitch, moan and gossip and fills you with conversation that supports higher ideals and supports the greater good 
So if you're called by a canary, I'd really be looking at the conversations you're having. Am I being positive or am I being negative? Am I talking about ideas rather than people? Am I looking at you know what future I could create for myself rather than being really, really negative? That's the teaching of canary. Then we move to the cardinal. Now this is another bird that I have a strong passion for, the red cardinals. I've seen them a few times in um, America and I am like a, I don't know, a kid in a candy store. I will run down the street chasing a cardinal just to keep my eye on it. These bright red birds are here to remind us to stay connected to our base and our roots and not to get too lost in spiritual idealism. Remember that the physical earth offers you a vista of pleasures to experience and to keep your spiritual and physical life in balance. Now, also ask Cardinal to help you keep balance when you, so that you can remain on your path of service. Now, when Cardinal appears, 12-month plans are advisable. The other interesting thing about Cardinals is they don't migrate. They stick with it. So Cardinals really teach us about, again, kind of like Albatross, to stick with things rather than change. So whereas other birds will migrate, when the cold winters come, red cardinal stays put. And so that could be a bit of a guidance for you of, okay, I'm going through a bit of a winter, going through a bit of a tough time right now, but I kind of feel that I should stick here. And if cardinal appears for you, then that's definitely a sign. Good old chickens. That could be another contender for a popular pet. We don't really think of them as being a pet necessarily because they're, you know, they're outside. Maybe we do, but they are bringers of fertility. So they obviously supply us all with eggs, which are nourishment and nourish and eggs are obviously a symbol of fertility as well. Um, so when chickens come up, it's just about how do I live a more fruitful life, especially in the short term. So whereas cardinals and albatross is a bit more long term, you've got chickens that are a bit more of the short term as well. Another beautiful bird that I really love are cranes. Cranes, you know, they teach virtues of focus and longevity. In this fast-paced world in which many of us exist, we can get impatient with, you know, with, when so we can't have something immediately. Some people, people even want, um, you know, what they see today to have been delivered yesterday. However, sometimes this is not possible. See, if you observe crane and you get to know crane, you'll see how they forage for insects and animal prey in the water by slowly moving and just slowly with their heads, lowering their heads and looking. So Crane teaches about patience and remain balanced and focus on what you're meant to be doing and you'll find what you need to know. All good things come to those who wait. It's definitely the teaching of Crane. Now the cockatoo, another Australian bird, these are often known to be a teacher of justice and truth. They guide us on how to enjoy life and how to have fun and not neglect our responsibilities at the fun of someone else's expense. So it's very much about balance. Now, black cockatoos for me are very much the um, guidance of that they are a symbol of the goddess. And you can even take it to the triple aspect of the goddess. So there are three tail feather colours that you can get in a black cockatoo. White, which represents the maiden or the new moon. Red, which represents the mother or the full moon and yellow, which represents the crone or the dark moon. Um, and that yellow is kind of like emerging with the masculine and more finding a more balance in life. You then have the sulfur crested cockatoo, which has this beautiful sulfur crest that stretches out to the sky, almost connecting to the sun. And they are a representation of God or the God force or the divine masculine as well. 
Another thing I should say about the black cockatoo is they often in indigenous cultures would say as they'd fly across the sky, they were known as rain bringers and that they would bring messages of rain and storms. Um, but remember that rain and storms, they, yes, they bring that darkness and that chaos, but they also bring new life. So this totem as well, um, black cockatoos, work really well with drumming. So if you want to tune in more to black cockatoos, there's something in a black cockatoo call that just kind of calls to my soul. But with drumming, you can really amplify that a little bit more as well. Now, what about the doves? So doves represent peace. And we know that that's kind of probably one of their most iconic bird symbols. So when dove appears, it's time to just soothe ourselves, to be quiet and let those worried and troubled thoughts just kind of fall aside. Find silence in the mind. It's something that dove um, recommends. And if you are in a state of conflict, whether it be inner turmoil or fighting with others, it's, we need to find peace. You need to find the quick, quickest way to find peace. So Dove's role as spiritual me messenger is also a maternal symbolism. And, you know, how do we kind of look after ourselves? How do we nurture a situation? How do we be kind in that type of way as well? You can also call upon Dove to give you guidance on how much to give in a relationship. So you can ask Dove for direction before asking for more in a relationship if you're not sure, or if you feel you're giving more than you're receiving. When one partner in a relationship is dominating the other, you can call on the wisdom of Dumb to see how to return the relationship back to equilibrium. Ducks. Ducks, like other word of words, are very much to do with the emotional realm in a big way and offer support in the emotional realm. If you're feeling overly emotional at the moment, let Duck offer the emotional comfort and guide you through troubled waters. If a situation is dragging you down, Duck will show you how to let it go like water off a duck's back. So really, really great at that kind of graceful kind of navigation. Then we have emu, the flightless bird of Australia. These are amazing birds. These really, you know, now one interesting thing about this is they can be really empowering as a male symbol because it is actually the male who raises the chicks rather than the female. She lays her eggs and then buggers off and the male then, you know, will keep them warm, hatch them and guide the, the chicks. So it's very much about male empowerment, listening to our divine masculine energy, um, and also to you know they're they're a long distance kind of bird, and they also um, you know they have, they do the drumming call. If you've ever heard it before, it's absolutely you know out of their throat, it's like boom 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 kind of thing. And this is very much you know resonating with get back to the core. They're very much a base chakra kind of animal, and the fact that they can't fly, it's connecting with the earth, connecting with our our purpose and our meaning and our path of service, but also that in that it may be time for a journey or a new adventure and to head towards that and look at what, what, what's next? What do I need to do next? Beautiful flamingos. Now, fun fact about flamingos, flamingos aren't actually pink naturally. Um, they actually, um, it's through the food that they eat that actually causes their feathers to turn pink. But they are a symbol of both love and the need for touch and flamingo often reminds us of sensuality and that we need to be touched. Now, that doesn't mean in a sexual way. It just can be hugs, holding someone's hand, just having that comfort can be really quite nice. Um, now, f flamingos also obviously have this really interesting beak. And what they do is they scoop the water and they're able to filter out, out all the mud and the silt and to find the shrimp that they feed on that blesses them with that impressive pink plumage. So she guides us, one, 
to look at our own diet and maybe that we need to improve um, the food and the water that we're consuming because remember that obviously our outer skin is a reflection of what's going within but also about needing to filter our lives and if it's not of love then it needs to go and so flamingo can be really powerful in that way as well so then we have goose goose encourages you to take flight and pursue a journey to aid you in your path of service it's about there is need to change here goose is an incredibly gifted navigator and instinctively knows its way to warmer clients so it takes a risk to go on a journey but goose trusts its own navigation from within so goose teaches us certainty and bravery however do not forget where you come from and return when you can honor your to your roots so don't lose your roots don't escape where you come from just know that you're going to evolve goose also helps us in communication especially with the written word and if you find a goose feather use it to draw love into your life now goose has been a symbol of many many different deities all around the world including brahma eros hera isis juno ra and venus so if any of those call to you then maybe goose is encouraging you to reach out to that goddess or god as well next we move on to another flightless bird and that is the kiwi now when kiwi comes up the recommendation or the guidance is that you take advantage of your ability to walk uh, but whenever you need to get from a to b so if you're driving a lot or and you could walk or if you're taking elevators and you could take the stairs kiwi is kind of going take advantage of that ability there but not just for the exercise of walking but also to take around your surroundings so kiwi is very much about making sure that you notice the sights the sounds the smells of your environment and just to be a bit more observant because when we often drive or ride or take an elevator we miss some of our surroundings and it's a bit of a unique kind of guidance i think but i think still just as valuable that if you can walk places at your own pace then guidance lessons something to know may come up for you now one of my favorite animal totems the one that comes up for me is the kookaburra kookaburras were native to where i used to live in australia and they are renowned for their call or their laugh now did you actually know that the laugh is not just you know it's not a joyous laugh it's actually a territorial thing and they're actually basically declaring this is my hood stay away from it get out of the area in that type of way um, so what when I hear kookaburra and the lessons that I've gleaned from kookaburra over the years is I normally although they were native to where I live that always catch my attention when I was busy being serious and adulting like oh this is stressful I've got so much to do blah 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 and all that kind of was going on in my mind and kookaburra reminds us to lighten up to have a laugh now this can be quite powerful and it can be quite territorial for us think about laughter anything that you can laugh at has no power of you if someone is giving you a hard time if you can find a way to laugh that off then it has no impact no no negative impact on you if there is a situation that is just getting ridiculous and you can find a point to get to where you're laughing at it then you have power over it as well so when kookaburra comes into your life lighten up look at the big scheme of things laugh it off and remember that all will be healed with a great big belly laugh and nothing lasts forever 
Then we have the lyrebird. Now the lyrebirds, if you haven't seen a lyrebird before, spelt L-Y-R-E, um, they're renowned for their impressive vocal abilities. And if you find, jump on YouTube and look up lyrebirds, you'll see how they can replicate different things um, from you know really artificial sounds like starting of chainsaws to radio um, aspects of radios and car sirens and um, car alarms and all these different really amazing things. Now, when Lyrebird comes up, it's basically saying we need to focus on our communication, on being able to be a good listener, to be able to hear other messages and to truly understand other people and to replicate that back to them, just like the Lyrebird does. This is extremely important in being able to find a mate. Um, they also can help us into finding different ways for us to communicate and say what we need to say. And maybe you need to do that. To be successful within, in a task, you must be creative and enthrall and engage others is a big message of Lyrebird as well. And charisma and wit will go far more effective than force if you have an argument. So, you know, that kind of being able to entertain and, you know, really focus on that throat chakra, that's very much what Lyrebird teaches us. Now, when we come to magpie, magpies are really interesting Australian native animals. They're beautifully um, coloured in their black and white alternate plumage, and they can be both adored and feared. Now, they have, again, a really interesting, unique call, which is seen to be quite beautiful, but you'd want to avoid magpies during breeding season. Why? Because they get very territorial and they'll swoop. And again, if you want to see some videos on YouTube of swooping magpies, check it out. But, you know, many a scared child or person walking through a park, they will actually come through and grab your hair and rip your hair out. That's what they try and do. And so people wear helmets, carry branches and all these things in Australia to avoid it. So allow magpie to bring aware. She's basically, her message is yin-yang. Do I need to stand up for myself and my territory and, my, and set some clear boundaries? Or do I need to be a bit more beautiful and allow beauty into my life as well? So magpie is a teacher of the need for balance in all aspects of life. Then we have the ostrich. Now, ostrich is the flightless, I think they're the biggest flightless bird in the world, off the top of my head. Um, they prepare us for a lesson in morality. Ostriches will gladly attack those who do not observe the ways of the world and upset the balance and harmony. If you're not sure what action to take in a situation, allow Ostrich to guide you on what action will harm none. She also offers you the strength to freely take this path with courage. If you find an Ostrich feather, meditate on the truth of a matter. You know, it's linked to the Egyptian goddess of truth, Mayat, M-A-A-T, who would often weigh the souls of the dead against an Ostrich feather. Next we have the parrot. Now parrots are obviously a family of birds rather than just a single bird, but basically when it comes to parrots, they've got those beautiful colours and they're very renowned for their beautiful calls, being very talkative and so on. So when any type of parrot comes up for you, and this could be the macaws as well, um, you know, this is don't be the message is don't be afraid to show your true colours. Parrots and macaws are very much messengers that may appear when your life is getting a bit dull and they will show you guidance on how to bring more abundance, more variety, more opportunities into your life as well. When Parrot or Macaw reaches out to you, it's time to start surrounding yourself in more vibrant colours and colouring your life in different ways. You may even want to acknowledge and look at the colour of a room and how that may be impacting you on your well-being, as well as the colours you're wearing. Are you wearing a lot of dull colours, muted colours, black colours, um, and finding that your life is kind of representing that? How can you change that as well?
Now, parrots obviously are renowned for being quite um, vocal, and so they can help you to know how to voice your opinion and when to voice your opinion, but also when to stay silent as well. Um, parrots are really great at being teachers of lessons around discernment and you know, communicating when the time is right and not communicating when the time is right as well. Now, what about pelicans, big pelicans? If you have a large task ahead of you, then pelican may be an animal to kind of lean into. Pelicans know how to take on a large capacity and ingest it. So if you've got a large project and you're not like, oh, I don't know what to do. So, you know, think about the size of their bill, and I'm sure you've seen them take, you know, I've seen them scoop up <laughs> some interesting things. Again, the joys of watching animals on YouTube. Now, pelican also soar high into the air, but it's a really heavy bird that can also sit on the ocean. So what happens is pelican can give us these lessons in buoyancy and optimism, how to deal with these big tasks. So no matter what life throws at you, you can rise to the top when you're tuning in to the lessons of pelican. Now, pelican also shares nesting sites and food with others and therefore also teaches um, being unselfish as well. What about pheasants? Now, these glorious and vibrant coloured birds can only mean one thing. Good times are in head. Now, in China, pheasants are seen as bearers of light, fortune and luck. In Japan, they're a powerful ability to induce positive change and embrace the new. So when a pheasant is around or if you're tuning in with pheasant, it can teach us trust, commitment, and open-heartedness in romantic relationships, both new re romantic relationships and existing or you know long-term ones as well. So it's very much about allow the goodness to come back into your life. Pigeons. We see pigeons everywhere. And what are they renowned for? Well, their key message is home. And so she always returns home and teaches us the importance of our family and our roots. Is it time to call a family member? Do you need to call your mum or take a trip home? Are you listening to the hints of family members? Are you being compassionate towards others in your family? Is it maybe a time for forgiveness? Is it time to express appreciation, gratitude to your brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, parents, or family that brings you that unconditional sense of belonging? Basically, it's that come back to home, come back to home. Now, another from a Hindu perspective, um, Pigeon is a symbol and messenger of Yama, who is the Hindu god of the dead. So it could also be looking at your ancestors and guidance from ancestors as well and what they may have to share with you. Looking now at the robin. Now, robins are traditionally the herald of spring. And when you see a, or hear a robin singing, um, you know, while perched in a barn, it's meant to be an omen of good weather ahead. Um, but they give you this ability to will new growth into your life. So meditating with Robin on the correct path, or with, with Robin will help you to find the correct path forward. He's a powerful activator of the base and the sacral chakras because of his color, but also the eggs are brilliant blue, which shows that parts of new ideas, um, you know, that uh, you kind of ground yourself in what's important to you, but then to birth new ideas through the throat chakra as well. So there's this kind of connection between those three chakras with the robin. Now, rooster, the male chicken, is a symbol of solar energy, very yang, very god, and also sexual energy and resurrection as well. He brings lessons of enthusiasm, humor, and good optimism. And it's basically like it's time to wake up and shine and seize the day is very much what rooster teaches us. He also helps us to share our gifts with the world. You know, when we see um, Rooster, they're very proud of who they are. So be proud of who you are and start to shine your light. However, watchfulness is really important when working with Rooster as well. 
because you shouldn't become overly arrogant or should I even say cocky in that way. So have that real balance. Seagulls. Now, not only are seagulls connected to air but, and land, but also to the water. Water is related to our emotional aspect, of course, so seagulls allow us to find balance between the practical side, which is the land, and our emotional side, the water. So how do we do this? Well, we need to take flight and look at the bigger picture. So then we will clearly know where to land. Seagulls also support us in travel. And so if you find a seagull feather, use it as in travel charms to promote new holidays and safety whenever you're away from home as well. Next we have the toucan. Now the toucan is obviously the most prominent thing of the toucan. What we notice is that beak. So again, this is another bird to do with communication and lessons around communication. When toucan is around, the message is you must be sharp and to the point with your message in order to be convincing. The toucan can guide us in the art of both the written word and the spoken word and how to not mince our words. Now, often when working with enemy animal wisdom, we can, um, you know, look at what they eat and we may want to switch our diet. So, you know, when I work with bear, I often go with like salmon and mainly vegetarian type of thing. And toucan particularly can kind of remind us that you'll benefit more from eating more fruits, nuts and berries as well to help balance out your diet and bring that, you know, the beautiful colours of the toucan, the beautiful colours of the fruits. Are you eating the rainbow and getting all those beautiful phytonutrients as well? Now, one really respected animal um, medicine teacher I, I read says the time period for Tukon's lessons are 17 to 20 days in which he will direct you towards awakening a new life of vibrancy and renewed anticipation. So when you're working with Tukan, you kind of need to make that three, just under three weeks, 17 to 20 days, um, you know, of what you want to do kind of thing. So have patience, three weeks is kind of what Tukan's lessons and what he guides you, it may keep sticking with what guidance you get from Toucan for that 17 to 20 days and that's when you should start to see whatever the guidance is bearing fruit. Now a bit of a rare animal, rare bird, but I absolutely love it because I went on a search for the most beautiful violet bird. Now I love violet budgerigars, although they are a bit rare, and then I found the violet-backed starling. Now this stunner teaches you how to share your spirituality with others. It obviously is connected to the crown chakra and very much brings in that spiritual aspect into our lives and that freedom of spirituality. You know, with a buffet of religions and belief systems around the world, sometimes it can be hard to know the correct etiquette, but Violet Backstarling teaches us to share the message of love and togetherness basically underpins all of our beliefs. And we can use Violet Backstarling to help us bring people of difference together while we kind of channel that energy through the crown chakra. So often the crown chakra is about our spiritual connection, but Violet Back Starling actually kind of opens spiritual freedom, I guess, into connect with other people and discuss with other people and learn from other people um, what, what, you know, what you can from them. And maybe there are different things in different religions that could add to your life in one way or another. So be open to that. But Violet Back Starling, if you don't know what that bird looks like, you're going to have to Google that. They're stunning. Very, very stunning indeed. Then we come to the vulture. Now, vulture, of course, is renowned for being the um, the cleaners of the their environment. They eat carcasses and dead bodies of, you know, leftover catches of lions and so on. But this is a really vital role. It stops the disease, um, the spread of disease. Because obviously, if you have half-dead bodies laying around, lots of different things can grow in that. So basically, vulture has been linked to the birth, death, and rebirth cycle. 
because he leads on feeds on that carrion he helps to clear and embrace letting you know letting go of things or getting rid of things vulture can help us understand our death either our own or the death of others is and that's a vital part of life but he can also help you to understand death in a a metaphoric realm so that when vulture appears there's often something has to go something has to die it's time to let go something has to be destroyed something has to be removed so lean into vulture to identify what needs to be removed and also the teachings of vulture to feel comfortable with that moving as well then we have willy wagtail so willy wagtails are these amazing little um australian birds if you haven't seen them again you're gonna spend a lot of time googling and youtubing after this but they're kind of they're constantly tick-tock tick-tock wagging their tail and what that does is that actually flushes and designed to make insects fly out so we can catch them so basically if life is becoming stagnant depressing willy wagtail kind of says it's time to shake it up and get moving around it could be beneficial for you to actually you know get a bit more movement into your life physical activity as well um, and Willy Wagtail helps you find more joy and more fun by making small changes in your life. Um, he also teaches us to be aware of time. And he's kind of sometimes seen as a timekeeper. And that reminds us that we need to always be in action and we need to keep forward as forward because time is ticking. And that, you know, time waits for no one is kind of a message of Willy Wagtail. So get out there and do something and get on moving. The final bird that we're going to talk about today is the woodpecker obviously renowned for tapping on wood to you know for different reasons like finding food and finding nesting i believe that's why woodpeckers do i sh- i don't i'm not too i'm knowledgeable of woodpeckers actually but woodpeckers and, and that pecking is that inquiry and you need to look you need to investigate you need to go deeper you need to start exploring so if you're kind of stuck in a situation it's time to do research it's time to explore um woodpecker is more giving the message of don't act gather more information at this point in time and then maybe you know when another bird appears then it's time to act in that way so persistence will help you achieve your goals is also a message of woodpecker as well so there's just a few birds as i said i didn't i don't think i quite made ten thousand today it may seem like a lot <laughs> as we're venturing through that i'd love to know and um, please reach out to me is there a bird that i miss that you'd love to know a little bit more about and i can even do a little add-on um podcast next week i'll talk about it next week or is there any lessons that you've got from birds that you'd like to share with us as well please reach out to me through social media channels and let me know about that always love hearing about it but what I encourage you to do this week is look up to the skies and look around you in the trees and look at what birds are around you. Notice which birds catch your attention and take those lessons. Thank you very much for joining me. Take care of myself. I was going to say take care of myself. <laughs> take care of yourself. Take care of others. And take care of the birds of this world because they're amazing teachers and messengers. And without them, we lose a little bit of spiritual guidance in our lives. Thank you so much for joining me on the Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.